You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now it's time for the TOT cast with your hosts, Chris O'Kranitz and Ryan Greco. And welcome to this edition of the TOT cast here, brought to you by the Fan Sided Network and tipofthetower.com. I am Ryan Greco, and as always, I'm joined by Chris O'Kranitz. Natea J could not be here today, unfortunately, but uh, he's in our thoughts and our hearts. And always be sure you can reach us at Tip of the Tower on Twitter. You can also reach me personally at Ryan Greco 416 And you can always reach Chris O'Kranitz at Chris O'Kranitz. And always be sure to like our Facebook page. And I hope that uh, everybody had a uh, fantastic Christmas holiday. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. You know, we're just here. Well, we just finished watching our 2019 Eastern Conference champions, Toronto Maple Leafs, get their asses handed to them by the Islanders. <laughs> But uh, the Wait, future's still what? bright for them. Really? Dude, you, come on. Look at the future coming up. You got, you've got you been watching the juniors a little bit, the world juniors. I've seen a little bit of it. This is not a Christmas always. drunkness <laughs> <No>. hangover. <laughs> Stamkos? Okay. Matthews? All right. I see the look you're giving me. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying a Marner and Neyland. Dude, they're going to have a good team in 2019. There'll be a lot of guys off the books. Stamkos. Stamkos. Hey, <laughs> we can dream, right? I'm drinking a little bit of Kool-Aid here, but. Okay. 2019, remember the year. The Leafs will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mark it down. A little presumptuous, but I'm going to take that road. Well, you know what? I'm appreciating your positivity right now. It is the holidays, <laughs> and I think there's something to always be said for that, especially when you've got uh, enough Christmas cheer in you. But <laughs> um, I digress. The uh, It just, so far, I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been very um, happy to see how the Leafs have been playing. Unfortunately, they've obviously had their, their bumps on the roads this year. But with low expectations come satisfying results. Hey, I mean, any win at this point is viewed as a good thing for us. Or for the other side of the fan base that wants this to be absolute bottom-out tank nation <laughs> because we want the higher pick. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a problem. It's And that works so well for so many other sports franchises if yeah. you look across the board. How about those Sixers? What are they, in year 47 of the tank? I believe it is 50 now. Okay. Or 76. Fair enough. 70, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yep. I'm always, always on the ball. <laughs> well, before we get into the future talk of all the Leafs, why don't we take a look back 
at the year that was 2015 in Toronto sports. That is and a very good idea. What a year it was. Oh, my God. Between the Blue Jays, uh, between the Raptors crapping out in the playoffs once again. Um, that and the Blue Jays. And also, like, you know, Sebastian Jovinko winning MVP for MLS and the Blue Jays. Yeah, course. and the Blue Jays. Yeah. More Blue just... Jays. <laughs> I, I feel like if it's going to be a lot of Blue Jays talk in the season wrap-up, but I feel that it's fitting just because of how dominant they were this year. Absolutely. They were down the stretch. Yep. They were able to put together uh, one of the more memorable seasons in the last 15 years for any sports team in the city. Well, and let's I, be real, too. They kind of united an entire city like no other team has done recently. Nope. Maybe that Leafs seven-game series against the Bruins, but aside yeah, that from was... that... I haven't seen anything like that in my lifetime in Toronto. Uh, neither have I. Yeah. Neither have I. Definitely not. And like, you know, just to go to, you know, when we go, when you go out and you see the people, like just everybody between the apparel that's being worn, uh, the bars are always jam packed full. Like everyone's trying to figure out where they're going to be for the next game. Uh, and it was even happening in the regular season. And that's the beautiful thing about baseball too, that I find is because they, there's, there's so many different things to celebrate divisional championships and, you know, the team making it past the first round. And, you know, there was just so many great moments and they really stole the city's heart. They really did. And one of the things that came with it this year, not just for the Blue Jays, but Toronto as a whole, was there was a lot of awards and hardware that came back to the city for the first time in, God, again, a long time. Exactly. So yeah. I was kind of thinking that we could kind of play off of the awards and hardware coming uh, back in the city, uh-huh. <laughs> and we could hand out our own TOT Cast Awards for the 2015 season. It's the TOT Cast Awards! <laughs> So we're going to go through a couple of awards here and let you guys know who we're going to hand them out to. Uh, so we have yep. Sports Team of the Year, Toronto Sports MVP, the Best Sports Newcomer, the Best Toronto Sports Acquisition, mm-hmm. the Most Disappointing Toronto Sports Story, and the Best Toronto Sports Story of the Year. I think that's some pretty legitimate. You want to kick it off here, Ryan? Absolutely. Um, so we'll start with the Toronto Sports Team of the Year, which I feel like we're both going to have the same one, but let's hear it there, pal. I'm actually going to throw you a bit of a curveball because lost in all of the... Uh, if the Blue Jays didn't have such a big year, this team would have gotten a lot more praise for what was happening to them. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet, but TFC. Really? A lot of... Well, between Sebastian Jovinko's MVP season uh, and the team for the first time in their existence, that's going on eight years now, actually making the playoffs. I want to give them Sports Team of the Year for finally rewarding what, had, up until this point have been some of the most diehard fans the city has ever seen, especially to actually just jump on a team that just came out of existence, just, sorry, that just came into existence. And to see those fans finally get rewarded when so many of our Canadian cousins across the country have already been have already been uh, rewarded multiple times over for being MLS fans. So even though they got bounced in the first round, we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about the good things. <laughs> well, i got to ask you then, about since you brought the fan base here, I know you have a yeah. relation to Billy McNeil and Celtic overseas. Yes. How would you kind of comp- how did the TFC fans compare to European fans? Um, I would say that's... Probably unfair, but take it from somebody <laughs> myself that doesn't follow soccer too heavily. I'm just curious. Their numbers are clearly not as numerous, obviously. Yeah. But uh, the passion that they show, the, the, the hardcore drive of fans that are right, right there in the middle of it are just as passionate as any group of soccer fans throughout the world. And I don't think there is such a thing as, as being... Um, I don't think there really is such a thing as, as, as being more passionate than another fan base. This one thing that I'll always love TFC fans about is that they take ownership to town over any issue. They'll, they'll walk out. They'll chant, they'll chant, 
they'll let their voices be heard when a lot of other uh, fan bases of MLSC teams are are pretty quiet. They're just um, resigned okay. to the way things are. So I'll always give them points for that. So they're so. like one above Rangers fans for you. <laughs> they can, they're about 150 above Rangers fans. Ah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, for me, the Toronto Sports Team of the Year, um, it's the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I don't have a curveball like you do. I mean, I'm sure Jose Joey yeah. Bats drove that out of the park anyways. Yeah. But <laughs> for so many reasons, it's the Blue Jays. I feel like I don't need to explain too much because anybody that's lived in Toronto for the past six months is well aware of oh, the yeah. Blue Jays and their remarkable, remarkable run. Absolutely. 41-12 and 12 at one point to close out the year. The playoffs, the bat flip. You had a good line going on that. Oh, man. I bet the Blue Jays blindly for, I'd say, a good 30 games straight. Yep. Didn't care about the vidge, the juice, nothing. Just laid it down every night. And thank you, guys. You paid. All, you, you bought me books this year and a lot of bar tabs. <laughs> exactly. And it's amazing how every single time that I was able to throw down some money. This is why I don't gamble, kids. Every time I threw down money, I threw down money in those 12 games that they lost. Which was and something else besides just, me. That's well, I you, don't know. You kind of convinced yourself you're a mush at one point, but that, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jays are, are far and away the sports team of the year, in my opinion. And I kind of feel like the next question, well, the next award, has a similar ring to it. Who who do you have as your Toronto Sports MVP of this season? Well, well the 2015 year. Let me let me set the scene for for our listeners. It's beer market. Uh, we both had had a really long day at work, Chris and I, and uh, we decided that we were taking the game there and just check it out and then we saw the play the play that the 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 play that's that launched a thousand booze and yeah. beer cans this is game on the five field. Of the game ALDS. five in the alds against the texas rangers and uh, uh shin su chu uh put his hand outside of the batter's box i don't care what anyone has to say about that <laughs> russell martin uh hit it and uh, they counted the run when uh andres came in mm-hmm. and uh crossed the plate and honestly like we all thought we were screwed. Here we go again, Toronto Sports. And then three Texas Rangers errors later in the bottom of the seventh. Which is nuts. Unbelievable. It never happened before in all of MLB postseason history. Joey Bats comes up to play, up to the plates after, who was it that popped out? Somebody popped out. That would have been, oh man, it's bad that I can't remember right now. Revere Bat? Revere, yes. Revere, no, Revere, Revere was on that bad at leadoff, so that would have been, who was hitting two? At any rate, yeah, it pops out, but Pompey comes in to score. Everyone's jacked up. Everyone's getting ready. Bats come, Joey Bats comes up and just absolutely launches one. And we all in the bar, drinks are going in the air. We're jumping up and down. <laughs> we're high-fiving strangers. I'm hugging people that I had no clue were even existing a couple of minutes earlier. And uh, it was complete jubilation from that point on. Not only did I think Joey Bats was the sports MVP of the... Of the not only that, though... Then he goes into the Royals right after. Yeah, and the and game six of the game on the line puts up two home runs with the was all the, with the series on the line, the season on the line. It wasn't enough, but my Toronto sports MVP, no doubt. It was a very expensive tab that night as well. Oh my for, god! So I guess that is MVP. <laughs> it was a great time, and um, our amazing bartender hooked us up, and it still managed to be over two bills. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. It was it was a great time though. <laughs> my my MVP is going to be Josh Donaldson. Just. Mm. For, for one singular reason, and it goes beyond his play on the field, he changed an entire culture of our organization. Absolutely. He changed the way the Jays came to the ballpark, the way they prepared. Russell Martin had a big effect on that as well. Mm-hmm. But having Josh Donaldson's attitude and that oh, yeah. never-die pedigree and just going balls out every play, yep. 
I look back to the, the night in August when he tagged up against the Indians from That's third right. base on that shallow pop Slid fly. Through. That kind of summed up the whole season of him bringing this culture shift to Toronto where we're going to play this hard-nosed Pete Rose style of baseball and deal with it. Yeah, we hit a lot of long bombs and mm-hmm. they broke records for the runs. We all know this. But the attitude, the swagger, all the things that came with the Jays, I felt started and ended with Josh Donaldson. And to me, he's more than just the MVP of the league. He's the MVP of the 2015 Toronto sports scene. Absolutely. I, I cannot argue with that one bit. Well, this is an interesting one we got coming up. Uh, best Toronto sports newcomer. And by newcomer, we don't mean somebody that's new to a professional team. We mean a new young athlete that's kind of burst on the scene. Mm-hmm. And both of us, we have an affinity for going and watching grassroots games. We'll go to, you'll see us at high school, the OSBA games, yep. uh, GTHL hockey games. We're, yep. just, we're just kind of junkies in that regard. So I feel like we definitely have a good name here. Yep. This is a good city. Uh, this is a good city for amateur sports right now. It's actually going through a golden age, specifically in basketball. And no other newcomer solidified themselves and put themselves on the map better than Jamal Murray, currently of Kentucky. I agree. And it was kind of funny how we kind of, we stumbled upon Thon Maker. Yes. And we were like, okay, we have to go check this kid out. Absolutely. And then we were there. And I remember showing up because naturally I was 30 minutes late, which is on time in my books. Yep. And I got there and <laughs> Ryan there. goes, you, you got to check out this point guard. This kid can handle the ball. He's something else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. We started watching. It was just, wow. He's a step ahead of everyone. And then he took off. And and that keep in mind, kids, that was back in February at the Bill Cruthers Invitational. Yep. And we were watching him running points against another uh, prep school from uh, New Jersey. And the way that he was able to attack the basket at will, the way that he was able to facilitate for everybody else involved, um, was just something that was it was something that I had not seen with my own two eyes out of a 17 year old at the time, then soon to be 18 year old. Uh, and then we both went to the BioSteel game. Yep. And he just, he took another step there. Well, there was one thing that I really noticed with him too, was um, to go back to the Broke Colors tournament. And then yep. we saw a couple games Orange Bowl prep was... That's right. Yep. He wasn't just his play on the court that spoke volumes. Anytime this team came up for a drill, he was leading them. Mm-hmm. Timeout. And if the coach, Larry Blunt, wasn't dialing everything up, yep. Jamal was. If they needed a play down the stretch, Jamal, he's just a flat out leader. The kid leads everywhere and he's just a playmaker. And it was evident from where you said, to the Bosteel game. And even before that, the Nike Hoop Summit, where he absolutely oh, scorched some of the best players in the country. Yep. And the United States included. And the I don't world. know. We could, yeah, <laughs> we could say enough good things about him. It's just absolutely. It's ridiculous. And then, of course, there's a moment that, you know, a moment that nobody saw coming until it actually happened was the uh, the game against the Americans at the Pan Ams. Now, this is a kid who originally, when they got, he, he was able to make it onto the national team. And that's, that's a big enough deal in itself, at 18 years old, for him to be able to make it to the nationals. And, uh, sorry, to make it to the national team. And um, originally that was just an experience moment for him. And then it turned into something completely different where he was starting to get minutes above uh, Junior Cadugan, who had, who's been a longtime Team Canada player for the last, what, Toronto 12 years? Yeah. Another Toronto native. Remember the hype on him? Oh, kind yeah, story, absolutely. Man, oh. I remember when he was at Eastern Commerce, all the stories and stuff. Yep. He was like just yep. a little kid. And going to watch him, it was, it was big time. I'm sorry yeah. to cut in there, but I just felt... No, no, of I just course. remember Junior and how... Much hype was around him. Exactly. And then Murray ended up starting to get more minutes than him. Kind of supplanted him. <laughs> he did. He did. Kadugan held on to his starting position. I think that was just more out of just respect for what he's done. But uh, Murray was way was was more effective. And hitting big shots to ice the game against the United States. Yeah. 18 years old against grown men. Yep. It's I'm, like... I remember we were at the, uh, the Nike event that night. 
um, Crown League, mm -hmm. you and I, and we were covering that. That's right. And we came out, and everybody's going off about Jamal Murray, and then Roland Barrett showed up. That's right, that's right. Canada. Or vice president, sorry, and he, yeah. he's telling us, "You guys see what Jamal did?" And we go, "No, we were here." Yeah, and he starts telling us, and it was just like, "Wow, incredible!" This kid's something else. Yeah, even Barrett was was sitting there, and I'll never forget Rowan. Is shout out to Rowan Barrett, another <laughs> amazing guy, being able, you know, one of the best guys handling the media I've seen in this city in some time. And keep an eye on his son, Rowan Barrett Jr. Oh he's my God, there's another player. one. He might even be better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the scariest part. But yeah, just even him, a guy who's seen it all. You know, this is a guy who trained and played with Steve Nash for a lot of his international career. And for even him to sit there and go, it, he's like, I, I didn't know what I was seeing. And he had a front row seat to it all. So. Speaks volumes. Yeah. And he actually helped construct that team. Exactly. So, and man, just seeing what Jamal's evolved into. Yep. Nuts. And now in Kentucky, doing even better. Like, you know, pulling in triple doubles. Just, anyway, that's, that's, He's he's a special kid. You guys get an opportunity to watch him in Kentucky, and you're gonna you're gonna be hearing a lot about him come the come March Madness. Tons. And beyond that, he will be a lottery pick. Yep. I know scouts that we both talked at the Bow Steel game said this kid's top five. Yep. Exactly. And that was gigantic praise. And I remember when I asked uh, Steve Nash, I said if could he make the jump right now, and he said yes, yeah. he could make the jump at 18, not even going to college. This is Steve Nash, our the best player that we've ever had, in sitting country, there saying, yeah. "Yep." He can make that jump. So, congrats. You've uh, won another award. Yeah. Jamal, congratulations. <laughs> Our lofty one here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right on the belt. That's another one right on the belt. <laughs> what do you think about uh, the best Toronto sports acquisition of the year? That's... You can you know, go anywhere to, with this one. You know Signing, what? trade, management. Yeah. To, um, There's a lot. No, to, hey, to piggyback on, the, on your MVP is Josh Donaldson. Yeah. The, to get him for what we got to give away what we gave away and this is no shot at Brett Laurie because I think he just he's a different kind of guy but Josh Donaldson showed everyone the kind of level that he can put himself at when he's one when he's healthy yep and two when he's in an environment where he really feels comfortable and uh, feels like he can really be himself so you, you really think that what happened with him and Billy Bean or reportedly happened with him and Billy mm -hmm. Bean in Oakland kind of I don't want to say tarnished his final impact in Oakland but he took a lot of heat his final year in Oakland during yeah, August, he's going up against October. Billy Bean. And nobody's got a bigger ego than Billy. <laughs> he had Brad Pitt play him in a, in, a, in a goddamn movie. Like, of course he's... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... Hey, there's one thing to be successful. But, you know, you got to continue to be successful. And Anthopolis just... He was able he was able to outsmart him on that one. I agree. Simple, simple and plain. I kind of feel like things happen too soon, too fast for Brett Lowry. Talent is never a question. It's true. I've had a chance to see Brett play since we were kids mm -hmm. when he played at the Nationals here in Ontario. And uh, That's right. I went to watch and even like some of our, my teammates played against him and it was – everybody always said this kid's going to be good. He's yep. just – he's a pure athlete. He's a freak of nature. He's played every position he except played every. He could have played any, any, any sport he wanted to. Yeah. And I mean just look at him. His fitness yeah. level's off the charts. But to get a guy like Donaldson in return for him, done deal. It's all no brain ahead. Yeah. And that, okay. I, that was the main difference between the two of them. Josh Donaldson mentally is just there right now. Yeah, he, I he's, feel like he's, he's a little, little bit, He's a little bit farther ahead than Laurie. So, Chris, your thoughts on acquisition of the year, 2015? For me, I was kind of shocked when we got Troy Tulowitzki, just knowing from Bob telling me that it was a possibility at some points, and he was going after him. But I always thought, mm -hmm. this is Troy Tulowitzki. This is somebody who can never be traded. Yeah. And then it happened. And then David Price <laughs> happened. It was... 
Madness. I still can't believe all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that as an honorable mention, though. Mm. And I'm going to circle back. I'm going to circle back to Toronto Maple Leafs and what Brendan Shanahan was able to do. And here's why. Mm. This is a team, an organization that hasn't won anything since 67. And in 67, all the championships they won, there's only six teams in the league. They haven't done pretty much anything when we've had a full league. And all this talk about, hey, we're going to get Mike Babcock. We're going to get Mike Babcock. It just sounded like Leafs fantasy talk of, you know, you're at the water cooler, the bar, wherever, talking with friends. And it's like, imagine if we did this, this, and this. And you're like, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, yeah, keep dreaming. It actually happened. Not only that, then Lou Lamarillo came. And then sports science is their new pretty much workout regimens they make for them. Just all these things happen so fast in the organization that literally changed everything. Everything. And it gave them a chance to actually build something for the future but also some credibility to an organization that was kind of a laughing stock. You want to make a hockey joke? Just pull up the Leafs. That's what it was for years. Mm-hmm. For years. And now to go out and make everything happen was just... I just feel that that's the best acquisition because nobody saw it coming as well. It's a good enough point. I mean, I certainly didn't. <laughs> I still can't believe that Babcock was... I don't know how he could have walked away from a Detroit scenario. Yeah. And he did. Maybe just, well, I think he said it himself. He just didn't feel challenged anymore there. Yeah, he said he wanted some new challenges, which I can completely understand. There's no bigger challenge than winning with the Leafs. Yeah. I know Canadians fans would argue that, but they've had some decent teams. Let's be real. If you win in Toronto in the hockey market, you're going to be a god here. Mm -hmm. God. A good Leafs team is a strong NHL, too. Exactly. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, let's let's be honest. As as great as Montreal is and all the great things that they've done, at the same time, they're also a very polarizing team that a lot of people could, especially in the States, could care less about. I agree. Well, you know what? Since we're talking about the Canadians, and uh, they're not, <laughs> we're not the biggest fans of them, and they're kind of viewed as a disappointing team to us Toronto fans every time. Yes. yes. What do you think was the most disappointing Toronto sports story of the year? Um, I think this one is actually a no-brainer. To be perfectly honest, um, going into this season, the Toronto, going into the 2014-2015 season, the Toronto Raptors were uh, hyped up after everything that they've been able to accomplish the year before, uh, losing a tough series to Brooklyn the year before, and then. Uh, spending all year, all of us were just caring. <laughs> we're just sitting there. It's like they're going to make the playoffs. It's just what are we going to do when we get there? And with all the fanfare, with Drake in the stands watching on, uh, Bradley Beal, Paul Pierce, and Odell Porter or Omar Porter. <laughs> I actually don't know his first name. It's Otto, and he went to George. Otto, Otto Good Porter, <laughs> Otto Porter. They showed up and punched us in the mouth so hard. It was like, it was like that. You know, you ever, I, the best way I can try and describe it is like waking up from a dream. It's like literally getting slapped back into reality. That's how hard Washington slapped the Raptors yeah. in that series. And it was so bad that we dropped, We I think it was our, our, our franchise worst playoff loss in game four. They lost by about 30 or 40 points. By far the most disappointing moments of the entire year in all of Toronto sports. Raptors getting swept in the first round for nothing by Paul Pierce. Otto Porter John and Bradley Wall. Beal. Yeah, and John Wall. John, John, yeah. John and Wall didn't whatever. even have a good series. <laughs> yeah, just, that's that's why I didn't even mention uh, him. I remember watching those games with you, and it was just, what the F is going on? Constantly, all the time. Yeah. You're just looking, it's just, this isn't the team we watched all year. And the Wizards nope. weren't even just beating them. They were straight up stunting on them. Just having fun. Yep. Jacking up threes. Talking trash. Yep. Saying how we don't want to go through customs again. Uh, and just... Thoroughly embarrass them. Absolutely. I feel like that's a pretty good moment. And guys were real quiet on that bench in Toronto. No fight. No 
Real what quiet, no jawing back, no nothing. Just just a, a lot of flexing to the crowd whenever something good happened to us, but never to their faces. It wasn't like Drake and Wale had some bet on the series oh or some, something like that? I, I, I hope not. Well, I'm... <laughs> I'm sure Wale has some pictures somewhere of Drake doing something embarrassing after that one. Fair enough. I'm sure Drake can pay that off no problem. <laughs> Make Wale's hotline bling a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think for me the most disappointing Toronto sports story of the year was the way Rogers handled the Alex Anthopoulos situation. I don't have a problem that he left. Yeah, I that's... can understand his reasons and I can understand some of the Blue Jays' reasons. But I'm still reeling from that one. Yeah. Just coming off such a high with the Jays and the season they had was... For the ages. Yep. And then to literally kind of remind us that, hey, we're still Rodgers. We're going to run this the way we want to run it. And we're going to have constant screw-ups in regards to mishandling situations. Yep. And what I mean by that is when news came out that Shaparo scolded Anthopolis, Anthopolis, you just, you, everybody remembers all the different things that leaked out. Yep. Things like that in pro sports do not leak out unless somebody either A, has an axe to grind with you in the organization and they leak it out to the media, mm-hmm. or B ownership or higher management whoever is the one they're trying to kind of smear his name does it and the Boston Red Sox were notorious for this for years because the owner of the Red Sox was also the owner of the Boston Globe so when they would trade a player you hear all these smear job stories come out and they'd be like oh gee I wonder where those leaked from and I kind of felt the way they handled Anthopolis and some of the talk about philosophical differences quote unquote and scolding and all this other junk that came out Mm -hmm. where do you think that came from? That definitely came yep. from Roger's organization. Yep. And I, I I can understand maybe if they felt a little snake bitten that AA turned them down for what they reportedly offered them. Mm-hmm. It's business. They know that better than anybody. The problem is, is when you own everything and somebody tells you no, I'm sure you're not used to that. Exactly. And then you're going to be showing your walking papers one way or another. Yeah, and I was just really disappointed with the entire way they handled him. And even Paul Beeston. It was just... Yeah, Paul Beeston. In a way, that was the make, worst one. You, yeah, you can make the argument that Paul Beeston's uh, situation was even worse than Anthopolis because there's a guy who literally gave his heart and soul to the team. Forever. For, for his entire career, pretty his much. entire career. And he wore it on the chin for 162 games of the regular season. Yep. And then he wore it for 11 more playoff games and then gracefully walked out. So I just felt that that was the most disappointing storyline of the year was the way Rodgers handled upper management in the Blue Jays. And now we have this completely new regime that I'm a fan of Mark Shaparo and some of the things he's done in Cleveland. But obviously, coming off what we came off, it's... I have a question for you. Um, if the Blue Jays had won the World Series this year, would that have changed anything as far as the departure of Anthopolis? You know what's funny is if you go back and look at the timeline of when they said Shaparo and everybody disagreed... I don't know. It was in August, right? Yeah. They said in August they had a little spat. And then they said that things just kind of fell apart from there. Yeah. And we knew Beeston was gone, which was Anthopolis' biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like even if they won the World Series, Anthopolis might not have came back. As crazy as that sounds, I still feel like no matter what, he wasn't coming back. I, I think he kind of made up his mind in August. You could almost make the argument that it would have given him all the more reason to leave. Because the job was done. Well, he came of, in to set of, it, yeah. got it done, and he could literally walk out of Roger's corporate building with two middle fingers in the air to everything. Yeah, and if you want to look at it from his perspective too, when would his stock ever be higher? Yeah, coming to off find this, a new deal. And, yeah, who oh would pay God. him more than that? I don't think he would ever get paid more from coming not only off a World Series win, but... Heist of the centuries. Heist! Heist after heist between Donaldson, Tulowitzki, and Price. Yeah, and to kind of show that his 
what some people like to call a free wheel system of kind of going with your gut or doing whatever you got to do to win and pick up players like a price. Yeah. Like he's, he's very aggressive. He's not afraid to make deals. Absolutely. And seeing it work. He's smart doing it, though. Yeah, he's very savvy. Yeah. He's very savvy. Because there's a lot of people that always screamed for this, this, that, and a third, and he didn't make the move when everybody, when every, everybody in the public was screaming in his ear to do it. And he made the right move when the when the the right time was available to him, and he just and that that alone just showed his worth. I agree, and I, that's why for me it's the most disappointing storyline of the year. What do you think is the the best storyline of the year, though? The best Toronto sports story of 2015 was the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I feel it's like the Blue Jays. Yeah. Come on, it's this isn't a very shocking podcast, unfortunately, this um, week, yeah. but. We all know what it's really about right now. Truthfully, if you go back and look at 2015... I mean, they killed our page views, so... <laughs> they, they killed everything. Yeah. Everything. Even, like you were saying earlier, you go into any store and you could not get Blue Jay stuff. Yeah. They were charging 65 bucks for a fitted postseason hat in front of the Rogers Center when we were going to playoff games. Yeah. And people were buying them like hotcakes. Exactly. For a hat you get for 30 bucks. Yeah. Now, that, that's the whole marketing and all the other stuff of the apparel of just... I'm just winning. wanting to be there. Just, yeah, one forty dollar cotton T-shirts, no big deal. No Nothing. Problem. But the mm-hmm. fact is that the Jays were the hottest thing of 2015, the biggest yep. storyline, whatever you want to call it. It's the Blue Jays. And you know what? You still see all the gear around here too. Um, even during Raptor season, when the Raptors last year were notorious in 2014 and in the beginning of 2015, before the Jays made their move, you've seen a lot of younger kids wearing the Raptors gear. But even now, in the middle of the Raptor season, Jays already done. There were what were Three months removed from the season, two yeah. months removed from the season, and everybody's still rock. I see a lot of people rocking Jays gears, not Raptors Same. gears, not Leaf gear. A lot of Jays gears still around in the city. Yeah. And even Mike Babcock, his first game in Toronto, nobody talked about because the Jays were nails. That's true. That's right. Sorry, That's his straight. first win, and it was just they got a, yeah, they got their first win. Who would have thought of that ever? They beat Columbus that night for his first win, and the Jays were in the LCS, and it was kind of like, oh yeah, that other team on Bay. <laughs> Which, when did you ever true. think that would happen? Yep, exactly. I, mean, I think the I think the Leafs, in a sense, were were loving that though. A lot of some of the guys on the team were some of the guys in the organization were loving the idea of not as much pressure and fanfare around them compared so. to how compared to how how bad it was at the beginning of 2015 when they when they basically gave up. Yeah, I yeah I definitely agree with that. It's tough to argue with that. You you had a fun little game though to wrap up these awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Best wingman, the road trip, four guys to get a road trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and who in Toronto Sports you would have a beer with from 2015? Yep. I'll let you take this from here. All right. So, in 2015, if I was at a bar and I could sit next to anybody from this year to have a beer with, I would actually take two guys, building off of what we were just talking about and that whole fiasco. I would take Paul Beeston and Bob McCowan of Sportsnet. <laughs> Sportsnet 590. And just sit there because those are two guys who've been around in this city and they've known each other for decades. Yep. Been around in this city for decades. Um, some of the most candid conversations you'll hear them on air. Now, could you imagine? Off air. Oh, my God. With some booze? Oh, yeah. A couple of cigars for Beeston? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and just, oh, my God. And you know what? We can throw in Bob Elliott just, just, to, just to complete the trifecta. That'd be, yeah, that'd be pretty surreal. Two Plus Bobs and a Paul. Right? Hello, Robert. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be a, a crazy conversation. Absolutely. What about you, Chris? Um, I'd probably take Brendan Shanahan. Mm. Just because I'd want to ask him 
how the hell did you get all these guys? When is Stamkos coming? When <laughs> are you getting it. the first pick? How come you didn't pay them off to get the McDavid lottery pick? You are the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just some outlandish questions. Yep. And really just kind of pick his brain about how the heck this all went down. And even to hear some of his Red Wings stories, because he was with the Red Wings when they won. Oh, God, yeah. Like, yeah. He's been around the league. This is a guy who's been around. Yep. And even him, when he was handing out suspensions as the NHL, I guess, quote-unquote, enforcer of the law. That's Oh, God. that's got. There's got to be some funny office stories about that yeah, one. Yeah, I just feel like Shani has a whole bunch of stories that would mm-hmm. <laughs> easily fill your night. Oh, I'll leave course. it at that. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll start this one off with you and ask you this. Um you're going to a club downtown, or you're heading out to a bar downtown. You're looking to have a good time. Maybe talk to some beautiful ladies. Who would be your wingman, Chris? My from wingman? 2015. Hmm. Well, for me, this is kind of an easy one. Just because I do enjoy having a good time when I go out. That's no <laughs> secret. Well, you could no. ask a lot of people know that. And I'm bringing Josh Donaldson. I'm bringing the bringer of rain. And I want him to bring the Thor hat he wore on his birthday for bowling. Yep. <laughs> and I want oh him God. to do this. One beer! Two beers! Three beers! Now, who doesn't want to go out with that? Oh, oh my God. And I'm sure we'll get well past four beers. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> that's no. easily for me. That's my best way, man, because I feel like we can have all the beers and still pick up all the chicks. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah, about you, Ryan? Who you got? He'd never, he'd never be hotter in a, in a bar right now. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's cleaned up uh, real well for himself. Oh God! <laughs> I think if I had a chance to bring someone out from 2015 as a wingman, I, I mean, this kid, he he busted his ass all year to get himself back in shape. Uh, terrible circumstances kept him off the field for all all of the season, but I, but you know, he worked himself back and really showed uh, just how much of a quality guy he really is. Uh, and that's none other than Marcus Stroman. Uh, as a guy who's our age, I think you know he's the type of person that kind of enjoys all the same things that uh, you know people our age enjoy. Obviously, well, he's uh, a dookie too, so you know the yeah, camera yeah. guys get down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Also, he always seems like a really well-spoken guy. A uh, guy that you know uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't worry about getting into tr- any trouble with him when you're when you're out and about. Um, you know, just a really cool, chill, laid-back guy, and he just he seems like a lot of fun to be around. So I definitely would uh, would love to. Go out with him and uh, just see what we could pull in. <laughs> I kind of feel like after seeing the Jays after party too, when yeah. they clinched the division and how ridiculous it was. Yeah, I kind of feel like you could take anybody from there it's so and have true. a good time. I'd, I'd want to take the whole damn team if I could. Because I would take R.A. Dickey, forty-three years old. We'll take him to any club, and I guarantee you, could sit down and just tell stories all night. And everybody in the club will just be enthralled around him and go, "Go on, yeah. go on." <laughs> well, this book was pretty crazy. Yeah. A lot of good stories in there, mm-hmm. but I, I do feel like anybody at the Jays, like you're saying, would fit the bill of wingman or oh, party God, yeah. person. Yeah, they just look like a lot of fun. And you know what? When you win, you're going to be a fun person to be around. Well, here, four guys you could take on a road trip. I felt this was a yeah. really good one we had. <laughs> Which four guys would you bring with you on a road trip? Oh my God! Now I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a, I'm bringing a real Goonies. Uh, band of guys <laughs> just a whole bunch of different misfits and uh, people from different places um so first off Corey joseph uh, i had a chance to speak with him briefly a couple of times during canada's uh, media days before leading up to the pan ams and the FIBAs. and um 
Yeah, he, you know, it was his birthday. First thing came out of his uh, mouth after we'd done the, the meeting scrums. He's like, guys, make sure you bring back some champagne bottles next time. It's my birthday. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, this is a, this, this guy's cool enough at the point. You know, once again, another guy who's literally our age, yeah. you know, 24, 25 years old. Um, and just, you know, he looks like the type of guy who's like really cool, laid back. He's from the city. He's from Scarborough. You know, a lot of similar things to talk about on the, on the long car ride. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely him. Um the next three guys, more for more for backup in case we ever get in any kind of situation. <laughs> First off, we got Garrett Sparks, 22-year-old <laughs> kid from Illinois, made Mo- Toronto Maple Leafs history. Really looked like a really fun, humble guy, but he's a hockey player, so don't mess around with him. <laughs> Second guy, Jonas Valanciunas. <laughs> Definitely Jonas. Just so we can hear the old the stories from the old country in Lithuania. <laughs> old country, okay. <laughs> um, Definitely, uh, definitely, definitely knows how to have a good time, as we've seen, unfortunately, in the media from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, still seems like a really cool guy to be around. Once again, someone that's around our age. Yep. And the final one to lead, lead him out, just coming straight out of left field, Mr. Leo Komarov. Uncle Leo. <laughs> Wait, he's Russian, so he's got to love the vodka. Oh, my God. So just a guy to come out on the road and just no matter where we end up, we know Uncle Leo has us, us uh, young 20-somethings. <laughs> you know, he's pretty young, though, actually. He's born yeah. in 87, so. Oh, they, well, he's still the he's... oldest out of all of us. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. You can chaperone it time to time, I guess. <laughs> there you go. And he's a good agitator, too, so I'm sure he's got some money chirps when he goes out of the bar on the road trips. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Chris? You know, this was actually kind of hard to think about, and I I hated to be so uneventful with picking people, but I went back to the Blue Jays, and after seeing them in Vegas... How could you not, Vegas, though, after seeing yeah, that? Honestly. Well, seeing them at, go to Vegas before Christmas, the whole gang of... Strowman, Sanchez, Donaldson, Tulowitzki, and Ryan Goins. Mm-hmm. So I, I took three. I took Donaldson, Strowman, Sanchez. And my fourth, just because I'm foreshadowing and it's false hope, I'm bringing Steven Stamkos. <laughs> because Steven Stamkos <laughs> is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf next year. And wow. we're going to just keep plugging that stuff. Dude, he's going to get paid like 12 mil and he's going to come. We're going to overpay him. That's what we do. And he's coming on the road trip with 12 million bucks to spend. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. So it's going to be myself, the bringer of rain, Strowman, Sanchez, and Steven Stamkos. Oh my God. <laughs> and heck, we might even drop him off at the ACC for them to sign him. There you go. Babcock <laughs> will be there with the sack and the contract. and <laughs> You know, the same boatload of money that he got dropped on him will be dropped on now Stamkos. So. I love it. Now... With um, with all of that being said, and it's been a, quite a 2015. Yeah, nuts. Uh, that's, uh, I don't think any of us could have predicted how big of a year it's been. Uh, but now it's time to look ahead. And um, Chris, what are what are one of the major sports stories you're looking forward to seeing in 2016? There's a couple. Like 2015 was very good for Toronto, largely because of the Blue Jays. Let's be real here. Yeah. But 2016 has a chance to involve all three teams. You got the NBA All-Star game coming up for the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. You get the Blue Jays back in action. And if they go back to the playoffs or even have any remotely shred of success close to what they had last year, the city will be electric. Yeah. And you have the Leafs centennial year where we're not only going to get their 100-year birthday, we're going to get likely the NHL draft in 2017, the World Cup of Hockey in 2016, another Winter Classic, but this time at BMO Field, and everything else that comes with being the Leafs and showing how big your piece is for your 100th birthday, yeah. <laughs> which is going to be... Exactly. We're going to see it's everything gonna, oh everything you could possibly imagine. Yep. If I had to pick one, though, I'd probably pick the Leafs' 100th birthday just because I know all the hoopla that's going to come with it yeah. and all the events and 
let's let's it's face gonna be it. a lot of fun. Yeah, this city still runs off the Maple Leafs. Yep. When they do well, we thought the Blue Jays was big. We thought the Raptors for a moment was big with the whole Raptors Square, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Wait till the Leafs have some success. They might burn down the entire city of just sheer joy. Mm-hmm. It's you know no. No one likes to admit it because they've got such disdain for the Leafs and their performances over the decades, but these guys put it together, my God. The city will be nuts. Yeah. So that's kind of why I had to pick them as my one storyline that I'm excited to see in 2016. What about yourself? I think you had an interesting one here. I, You know what? It's funny. Uh, it's true with any team in the NBA. Um, no one gives a crap about the regular season. <laughs> no one. Only on Christmas Day or whenever LeBron meets up against Steph Curry. Right now, that's the only real interesting yeah. uh, storyline during the regular season. Um, but as far as our team, the Toronto Raptors, no one really gives a crap about what happens in their regular season. Everyone needs to know and find out what is it they're going to do come playoff time. Yep. It's the only thing that matters. We all know they're going to make it to the to the playoffs. It's, it's a tougher division this year. It's a good division this year. So... It's never been more likely that they actually could get bounced in the first round. And that's the scariest part about it. They've gotten better. They've actually become a better team than they were last year. Their defense has gotten much better. It's more towards the philosophy of what Dwayne Casey's been preaching ever since he came here. Um, the the management has been able to put together some quality guys. We've got some homegrown talent on the floor between Anthony Bennett nice and Corey Joseph. It is. It's, it's amazing to see. And, you know, that is all fine and dandy, but... If none of this amounts to anything in the playoffs, you're going to start seeing the fan base, you're going to start seeing players, and you're going to start seeing management not having, not approaching this with the same kind of enthusiasm. And it's a shame because, you know, they've got a lot of really good people in place right now. And they have the chance and opportunity to be something great. They have the people that can lead them to the promised land. They're one major free agent away from becoming a title contender. Yes, yeah. they are. They are. They, they're just needing one more big guy, and that's it. Well, imagine if they had Durant come to the Raptors in 2016 yeah. and Stamp goes to the Leafs in 2016. Oh, my God. Now, that's the biggest that's, pipe dream ever. Yeah, but. it is. And I'm scared now because of Durant's foot, but, I mean, you know, who else is really going to be coming? And then on top of that, DeMar DeRozan, Max Money. And is he gonna? Is he gonna be max money? Like well, they own his bird rights too, right? So they could technically, if they really wanted to move some money around and get clever, they could keep a core of DeRozan, Lowry, yeah, and Durant. Well, I'll see in in due time. But I'm I'm with you that they need to clear the first round of the playoffs first. I I feel like that's actually a pretty good one to pick. Mm-hmm. That has some concreteness to it, where they got to do it, or else, like you said, people may start to lose interest. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know, you know, at the end of the day, though, winning is winning, right? Like, there, there, obviously, there's still going to be people they're going to support, and you know, they win during the regular season, and that's great. But at the end of the day, a lot of you know, it's a different generation. It's not, you know, this is a different time and age in sports where it's especially in the NBA, yeah. where you know, people can skip out on the regular season. They can go watch it at home. They can watch it at another time. They can see the YouTube clip real quick of what happened that day. They don't need to necessarily show their support every single day like they used to back in the day. Yeah. The regular season just doesn't matter anymore in the NBA, and that's the sad truth about it. Other than a compelling storyline like the Warriors going for the regular season win record, or you know, is LeBron James and the Cavs going to be healthy, or how is Westbrook and Durant coming along? We're not a major storyline in the NBA right now. We have we. I think we are all. I think a lot of Raptors fans are aware of that. Other than us hosting the All Star Game, which will, which will be a lot of fun, but oh, it'll be crazy here. It'll it'll be crazy here for a couple of days though. It's not going to have fade. a yeah. exactly. You know, the build up will be great, but. Eh. 
at the end of the day, it's the playoffs. If they don't do anything in the playoffs, a lot of it will feel for nothing, to be I honest. And I, I, to kind of piggyback off your point, the regular season doesn't matter. Everybody's talking about the Warriors and the run they were on. Very quietly, the Spurs were 25-5 and five during that stretch. Very true. And they felt disrespected, apparently. A lot of their, not so much the Spurs, because you don't hear nothing out of their camp. They're kind no, of the no, Patriots. But their fans were saying, what about us? What mm-hmm. about us? And I kind of feel that plays onto your point that the regular season is the regular season. Yeah. It's whatever. The Raptors beat the Spurs, by the way. They're one of those five losses. That's what I mean. They pulled off some serious wins, and they took the Warriors during that winning streak. Took them twice right down to the wire. This is a good team, but we're but you know what? It was a good team last year too, and we all saw what happened there. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping they do make it out of the first round. Mm-hmm. And that wraps up this edition of the TOT Cast. As always, I'm Ryan Greco, and that is Crystal Cranitz. I'd like to give a big thank you to the Fan Sided Network. Always be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can also be sure to like our Facebook page at Tip of the Tower. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan Greco 416 Be sure to reach out to Chris O'Kranitz at Chris O'Kranitz. And also be sure to reach out for Natalia J, who unfortunately couldn't be here with us this episode. But once again, we're thinking about you, buddy. Can't wait to have you back on next time. You can always be sure to reach him at Tay11 underscore. That's T-E-Y 11 underscore. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Yes, we're on iTunes, one step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I hope everybody has a very safe and happy new year. year, Thank you, guys. Make sure you get home safe when you're going out and partying, having a couple of sodas and beverages. (laughs) And uh, above all else, Chris, anything else to say, my friend? No, I just want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us through the first, well, the back half of 2015. And uh, I really look forward to giving you guys some good content to listen to in 2016. On behalf of myself, Ryan, and Mate, who's not here, all the best, guys. Take care. Have a good night. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.